Cole Berry here with my man Brett Strauss coming at you with the KC Kingdom podcast, bringing you all the news and notes around Kansas City sports. So we got a lot to get into this week. Uh, obviously, the snow the snow game is going to be fun to cover. Everything we saw, Chiefs Broncos. Uh, we're going to preview Chiefs Bears. There's a little bit of uh, teacher student action going on there with uh, Matt Nagy and Andy Reid facing off to, uh, with each other. Before we get into the NFL, though, we can talk a little bit of Mizzou. Um, there's not much news. The big news last week was obviously Coach Drink being hired. But there's just we finally got to see just a little bit of him in action, and he really hit that Missouri recruiting trail hard, and I that was just great to see. Yeah, he seems like a very genuine, cool guy. Cool? I don't know about cool. Well, yeah, nerdy cool. Very you know, nerdy. Yeah, yeah, nerdy cool. He he does got that kind of charm to him. It looks like, but that's just something that I I really really like is that he's trying to hammer Missouri recruiting. It. it it's something we've struggled with, losing some of the best recruits in state. So to see him really want to do that is just big to me so far. Well, we have talent in yeah. Missouri, and, you know, it, it always seems like those should be the easy ones to get, and in past years they haven't been. They haven't, so that that's good to see. Um, Barry Odom, though, that's an, another just a little p- piece of news. He landed with Arkansas, so we're going to be seeing him last game every year as the defensive coordinator yep. over there. Yeah, I mean, he's a defensive-minded guy. They should have a good defense. I really do think that's not a bad hire for them. It, Barry, I think it's a good hire for them. Yeah, Barry seems to be able to coach a lot better when he's not dealing with everyday like decisions and stuff of that nature. When he just gets to focus on his one thing, the defense, That's it's. there's probably going to be a good turnaround over there for Arkansas. So it'll be fun to see that little matchup towards the end of the year. But, that, I mean, that's pretty much all we got so far. There's, it's kind of slow season for college sports, so we can roll right into the NFL. Uh, we can check in around the West with our division rivals as the season uh, winds down to an end. News and notes from around the West. Yeah! All right, so getting right into the West, man. It was such, it's always a good week when the Chiefs are the only team in the West to win, and it's a division week, so we played a division rival. So we're gonna get deep into Chiefs Broncos, but first let's just cover cover the Chargers, man, and how the mighty have fallen so soon. Well, they were never mighty. I mean, they were twelve and four last year. Mighty, and, yeah, I mean, that's true. You know, we always kind of were hesitant about them being contender status, but from going twelve to four and not really losing anybody to this product on the field is a little surprising. Yeah, I they have to seriously consider if Philip Rivers is their guy. Moving forward, I think, you know, and he has a good game every once in a while. He, he, I don't think he's to Eli Manning status yet where you know he's done. Everyone knows he's done. You know, he's just done. That's a good point, though, Eli, because even if Phillips' level of play isn't Eli's status yet, the Chargers are starting to get into Eli Giant territory where the decline is obviously coming and now they're in a year where they're not competitive. So they can either make the decision to retool and try to go for one more, which, as we see with the Giants, could set your franchise back a couple years even more because they decided, well, we still have some talent. Let's see if Eli has any more left. Let's get some get some pieces in here and try to make a run. And then it was just disastrous, and they went, what was it, 2-14, and 4-12, and whatever it was last yeah. year, got Daniel Bad. Jones, and then – 
now the full rebuild's kind of in effect with Daniel Jones there. So the Chargers could either try to push it off or they could make the bold choice of we have some young talent in Gordon and Henry, Derwin James, players of that caliber, Bosa. So we should just do the, the rebuild now and either try to draft a quarterback this year and let him sit one year, kind of like what the Chiefs did with Mahomes, or just hand over the keys. I think and- they have to draft QB this year. And then if they don't play him this year, maybe that's the case. But they have to be looking for a QB this year. Some teams just hold on too long, though. You know, They, they see themselves as a talented team with a couple bad breaks with health and stuff. And it would not surprise me if they tried to just run it back and, and yeah. you know hope next year is different. Yeah, because in their heads they can always be like, Well, we were twelve and four with a similar roster. Let's go draft the first round stud. We'll get healthy. Yeah. And and they might not draft a quarterback. So Oof. we'll see how Oof. that goes. But I mean, they had an ugly loss to the Vikings. Seven turnovers. And when you when you're turning over the ball seven times, that is just Top to bottom, player coaching focus. You just you you don't do that in the NFL very often. No, that's a that's bad. That's just bad. So the quality. That's like uh, MAC. That's like Maction. That's that's Maction out there. Yeah. So and then it'll be interesting to see if the if the Chargers retain Anthony Lynn. Uh, in their history, they've been known to pull triggers on coaching changes, like with uh, Marty. Marty, he went fourteen and two and got fired because he lost in the playoffs. So yeah, I think. Was it 14-2 or was it 13-3? It was one of them. I mean, they were one of the top seeds in the conference, and they, he gets canned because they couldn't do anything in the playoffs. So they've been known to do it before with good coaches. So maybe Anthony Lynn. I haven't heard anything about a hot seat, but if they have another poor showing these last couple weeks, like another high turnover game or a blowout, then it could be you know yeah. into that territory. Moving on, we can go uh, more collapses. We can talk about the Raiders. It's always nice when the Raiders lose like this. So they were dominating. I wouldn't say dominating but in control of most of the game against the Jaguars this past weekend. They were up 16-3 to at one point in the third. They were just, by all purposes, on their way to win that game. It's the last game in Oakland ever. So they were going to Well, and it couldn't come against a better team because oh. the Jaguars have been playing worse than anybody. Like the worst team. They've been playing oh. worse football than the Bengals for a few weeks yeah. now. Yeah, so. oh yeah. Not even competitive. Yeah, so, and then... Gardner Minshew, the Minshew mania, the Mississippi mustache, rides in in the fourth quarter, two late touchdowns to old friend Chris Conley. So, yeah. and a little bit of Conley probably has a little residual hate for the Raiders when it's time for the Chiefs decided. <laughs> and there's a new Star Wars movie coming out, so oh, he's energized. Oh, he's powered up. <laughs> that he's was his, powered up. He hit the he hit the gold star and you know got the got the boost during that game because two fourth quarter touchdowns against an old rival. Man, and and just to lose with thirty seconds left on the clock, oof! Mm. Derek Carr got booed out of the stadium. They were throwing nachos and beers and flipping the players off, and it there's no. It's just beautiful. If you watch the video online of Derek Carr walking into the tunnel, it's like Derek Carr walking in, but they share a tunnel with the other team, and so it's Derek Carr getting booed and stuff thrown at him, and then it's just Minshew right next to him, with like a little baby smirk on his face as he's walking out. It was it was just it was a sight to see. I'm glad we got to see it. The Raiders, ever since they were a threat, quote unquote, to us, have collapsed in every game. It's been blowout losses and followed by this heartbreaking loss. So the Raiders are kind of in that same boat as the Chargers. Is it rebuild time? 
do we get rid of Derek Carr? I assume John Gruden's not on the hot seat because there was competitive games here this year. So yeah, but I mean, it might be time to move on from Derek. He didn't look like a quarterback ready to take a next step. At times this year, he played well, but it was always hesitant to to say he's back because he was not pushing the ball downfield. It just it, it hasn't been good for the Raiders. The wheels have totally fallen off, and now the car's on fire. Yeah, which is awesome. It is awesome. Yeah, and the West is already locked up, so. Well, I don't think Cortland Sutton knew that. Well, I don't think he did either. <laughs> he said, when we go take business or take care of business against the Chiefs, we'll shake up the West a little bit. And I'm like, I mean, you can shake up the draft order. That's about it at You can shake point. up maybe our playoff seating. Yeah, like you're not going to shake up, shake up the West at all. I mean, you might move up, you know, one spot, but that's not really a shake up. And uh, the Chiefs and Broncos, that game was a lot of fun to watch, though. I felt like it was one of our more complete games in a while. Is this our segue? Oh yeah, the game. Oh yeah, straight to Chiefs Broncos. Straight to okay. Um, it was the snow game. The snow game. It was the the guys before the game were just jubilant in in their snowball fights and the snow angels. And I was a little worried that it was a little too loosey goosey out there. Oh boy. You know, Cole, the parent, comes the in. old man, yeah, the the shaking. Like, listen here, boys. But I we mean, focus up. They None were this horseplay. They were slipping and sliding. They were goofing off, and it was the gifts were were you funny. Just sound just. No, I love it. In they my were slipping and sliding. In my head, though, I was goofing. like, if we lose this game, I'm going to be seeing these gifts for ten years. Yeah. Of us goofing off before. Well, they... I mean, the equipment staff made that TikTok and they got ridiculed. Ridiculed because they forgot the stuff. Yeah. So I wasn't like saying, oh, don't do that. Just the heartbreak in me knew that, oh, we're going to lose this game and I'm going to have Denver fans posting gifts of our players having snowball fights before the game for 10 years now. But that didn't obviously happen. We took care of business. I also saw a tweet. It was like, Mahomes about to throw a snowball through somebody's chest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There was a. Uh, there was a time where uh, Mahomes was out there, and it was pregame, and inside the NFL had like a little sound bite, and he was just saying, man, I can spin it in anything. I can spin it in anything. And he was just out there slinging the ball in the snow, and he looked so good this week. He looked awesome, and he, he looked better than he has since week two. Well, it's since the probably the Titan game. He looked pretty good in the Titan game. He looked good in the Titan game. But... Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's been a while since we've had a Mahomes performance like this. It, it was top to bottom. I mean, like, the offensive line, there was no pressure. Oh, none. Which, which I forgot what that's like, which is awesome. Just yeah. not, I mean, when he could stand back there in the pocket, I don't think we lose to anybody. No, you don't. And uh, this is the first game since 2018, I think it was like week 16 or 17 last year, that Eric Fisher hadn't allowed a pressure. So that was good to see. I was concerned with pass rush and pass blocking in general just because of the footing of, of snow games. You always wonder oh, yeah. how the and they how that's going to go. They've had a good pass rush. I know they lost Chubb, which hurts. Anytime you go against Von Miller, though, it's... Yeah, Von Miller's good. Von Miller's really good, and he opens up a lot of stuff. But just uh, we'll just start off offensively because we're already talking about Patrick. But watching the game... You know, Denver came out, and they obviously looked like they wanted to run the ball in the snow. They wanted to short passing game, kind of establish that kind of rhythm. And I expected us to do much of the same, but we came out just firing like it was a normal game. Yeah, it, I even texted it to my fantasy league, and I was just like, so the Chiefs are really just going to, like, you know, we heard about it preseason when Travis Kelsey's like, when you think we're going to run, we're going to pass. And when you think we're going to pass, we're going to pass. And when, you know, we're just going to pass. We're just going to pass. 
he was not kidding. In the snow. In the snow. In a blizzard. It was like, just run the ball, guys. And then I was like, nah, we're just going to throw it around all over the place. Well, last year in the snow, you know, in the playoff game, they ran the ball. They Yeah, they, that was like a Damian Williams. Yeah, it was kind of his coming out party yeah. almost nationally. And they just decided they made a conscious effort to go run the football. And I thought maybe we were going to try to do much of the same. But no, they were just confident. And to the credit of the rest of the team, guys kept their footing. They ran good routes in the snow. I mean, they still played really fast in the snow, which surprised me. I mean, that, that first ball to Tyreek, the one, the big ball over the top, that was a bracket coverage, you know, that like that Deep, yeah. that, that coverage is so that he doesn't do that. And, and he's just like, I'm just going to run by you in the snow. In the snow. And maybe because, you know, he's a little shorter, center of gravity, shorter strides, was able to keep some of that, that top speed in the snow. Who knows? Who knows? But it looked good. Someone else who looked good in the first half was Sammy Watkins. I thought it was the comeback game for a second. I thought it was too. Because he was just a little half second. And then it turned into the Travis Kelsey game, and Sammy kind of just didn't do anything yeah. in the second half. But And then another segue, Travis, man, it looked phenomenal, just dominant out there. And I feel like like you could apply this to all of our podcasts. It seems like we're always like, and Travis looked good again. And I feel like we got to talk about it because there's some disrespect on our boy's name out there lately. Well, Kittle has been getting a lot of press. Yeah, and it's for like... The, for a good reason. Kittle's good. Oh, Kittle's a beast. I love George Kittle watching him play. It is literally just such a joy to see him truck grown men on his way to either blocking, pancake blocking, or three guys on him, and he's just throwing them off during a run. It's amazing. But with Travis, it was like there was those years where everyone was, Gronk's the best tight end in the game, Travis is up next. And so when Gronk retires, it's Travis's you know title. So Gronk retires, and then now it's they're just giving it to Kittle, and they're not doing the same thing they were doing for Travis to Kittle. They're not saying, oh, Kittle has to wait a few years. It's Travis's. It seems everyone's crowning George. And I was, I mean, I crunched the numbers. And if, obviously, you can't just take averages and put them out over a season and just expect that to be the same. Because Kittle missed two games. He's kind of behind Travis in, in some stats. But if you take his per game average and apply them over, you know, those two games he missed, Travis would still have more catches, more touchdowns, and more yards than George Kittle. And then everyone will hit you back with, well, George can block. And that just always seems to be the tiebreaker for whatever reason. But when you have a tight end that good, why would you want him to block more often than he, than he yeah. catches routes? Like, it's a mismatch out there having him run I those routes. I mean, we've routes. talked about his little – it's like that little, where he just sits down in the middle of the field. It's like an 8-yard, 10-yard where he just kind of goes out there. It's kind of a curl. It's not really – just kind of just sits down. And It's, it's unblockable. It, yeah, you or, can't stop you it. You can't stop it. You can't. And then he makes the tough catches. Yeah. And then he runs the deep route. Yeah, I mean, and then he gets the yak. It's just, he's everything. And, just, yeah. and he can block, too. Like, that's a misconception. Travis Kelsey can block. He's a big guy, yeah. strong guy, high effort I mean, he's just guy. bigger. Yeah, so. Big guys can block. That's just how it is. Yeah, big he, athletic guys. He, he's, he's good. So, Travis is amazing. The line looked good. And then just on the other side of the ball, man, every week we're just saying, this defense is good. This defense is good. And... I'm getting to the point to where I think they built up enough trust with me for me to trust them. Yeah, it's like it, there was that point where, you know, when we're punting or even when we score, it's like, oh, boy, strap in. Yeah. We got the defense coming up, you know. And, and I remember the days where our defense was our strong suit, and it was like, oh, like we're punting. Let's, we Let's get to, go. We get yeah. to see this defense. Like, 
there was a time where the defense was what I like to see. Yes. Because our offense, you know, through the bad quarterback years, old Chiefs fans, and, older Chiefs fans. And remember. even with Alex Smith, it was, the offense was still a little boring. Yeah. You know, so. And so, like, the defense is, is what you came to see, you yeah. know. And now, all of a sudden, I'm like, all right, let's see this defense. I want to like, see him I, on I the field. See, yeah, yeah, I want to see Tyron out there running around collecting rent collecting rent the landlord the baby. landlord out oh. there collecting some rent he is so just perfect for this team just in skill set vocal leadership social media presence he is on there all the time yeah. on twitter he is and uh if you look in the first nine weeks of the seasons week uh, one through nine tyron matthew was graded as the 55th safety in the league and then weeks 10 through 15 he has been the number one safety in the league and he looks every bit of that Honey Badger Arizona player that he, you know, and the, the defensive player of the year candidate. Yeah. He's, he's now that Cortland Sutton play in the back of the end zone with that amazing shot and yeah. just ripping it away. That's a number one receiver. That's a thousand yard receiver. He's covering one on one. He's rushing the quarterback. He's, you know, he got that sack in the first half or the first drive on Drew Locke trying to scramble away. Yeah. He's breaking up passes. That pit, Stopping the run. Stopping the run. And he had another interception that got called back on a yep. very weak holding call. Yeah. That, yeah. And then Thornhill got him on a couple plays later. What the next play. Yeah. yeah oh, it was the next play, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Drew scrambled left yeah. and then just lofted one. Did the old college Michael Vick like point to the back <laughs> of the end zone. Didn't look this like Michael work. Vick though. It yeah. didn't. And, uh, but I mean, he was just, he's everywhere and he's really unlocked this defense to a whole new level. He's Spagnola said it's like having an extension of his brain on the field, which is huge, just huge getting guys where they need to be coverages, where they need to be. Tyron has his little thing where he points to his head and, you know, I'm too smart, too smart, too yeah. smart. And, it just, and he's been, I mean, you could tell what he's done to Thornhill. Thornhill's been a beast. Oh, a beast. Uh, and, and he was not a beast early. And it's just, it's. When you start getting into this part of the season, uh, most veterans in the league kind of say this. These guys aren't rookies anymore. When you've played 13 NFL games, 14 NFL games, you're no longer a rookie. They're like, you. this is experience, you know. You're, you've been through a training camp. You've been through preseason. You've been through a regular season now. So you are a veteran. And you really start seeing that with the play of a guy like Thornhill and the impact that Matthews had on him. Uh, pass rushers, you know, Frank Clark is looking a lot like his old self. They got that stomach issue figured out, you know, allegedly. They, yeah. It's not fully figured out yet, but they think they, they're on top of it now. And he's been looking good. Chris Jones is still dominant. Uh, Alex Okafor was looking good before the injury, you know. Yeah. So. That was and, – and I saw it happen. I did too. He got rolled up, you know, he kind of rolled up. Well, Drew Locke kind of landed on him. And, and the his, arm, his arm looked got a little weird. Yeah. yeah. He did his little celly. Still got the celly out of the way. Oh, and I thought he was the okay. Shotgun beer. I thought he was okay after the celebration, but yeah. then they're like, he's questionable with a chest, and I'm like, what in your chest? And, I, and then I remember watching the play. I'm like, it's probably a pack. I thought the same thing. And, it ended up and I was that. thinking like, Agba. You know, I was like, he tore his peck. Yep. And and I was like, uh, and they, those two for whatever reason are like the same person in my mind. Oh, they they finished the season with like the same amount of sacks, same amount and, of pressure, and, and same injury, same injury. And so now the Chiefs decided let's just go sign someone with the strongest pectorals in the league. You're not gonna tear the peck on Terrell Suggs. I get maybe not. <laughs> maybe, hopefully not. Hopefully not. That's a that's a big signing. Well, it wasn't. I guess a claim is a waiver claim uh, for us and. There were those reports that he wasn't going to, you know, come to any team that wasn't the Ravens. And is it even worth putting in a waiver claim for a guy that you have that drama with? But a lot of people made a, a you know, good point. 
you claim him just to keep him away from the Ravens. If he's not going to play, that's fine. You just don't want him playing for another AFC team. And another thing of him saying he might not report, that could have really helped, you know, those fringe playoff teams from putting in a claim in, like a Pittsburgh or a yeah. Tennessee. Mm-hmm. They might have thought it's not really worth the drama. We're not going to do it because we're kind of fringe. We, he might not come here. So that could have helped him fall to Kansas City. And, and the signing itself, I just I, – I love it. Yeah. I, You know, I, he's kind of a household name, it seems yes. like. Um, and what's kind of weird is – that show Ballers on HBO. He was like one of the characters on Ballers. Yeah, he was one of the characters, yeah. And this season of Ballers, Dwayne The Rock Johnson buys the Chiefs and becomes the general manager of the Chiefs. Those little parallels out there, man. And it's like, yeah. So for Casey Weird. for Casey Kingdom, I did a little write up on Terrell Suggs and I went and started looking just at his numbers and like first raw numbers. I wanted to see how he was producing. And so it was just it was five and a half sacks, thirty eight tackles, uh Eight tackles for a loss, seven quarterback hits, four forced fumbles. So pretty solid. I was like, those are, you know, con- contributor numbers. And with him being 37, I was like, I wonder how much he's playing. So then I went and looked at snap count percentage. And he's actually led the Cardinals in snap percentage at outside linebacker or anyone in the linebacking core, really. Even he played more than the middle backers at 70% of the snaps. And he started all 13 games. So he's not a situational player. He is. He's still at 37, playing starter minutes, starter snap percentage. He's asked to do everything that he was before. He's not that. Oh, this guy's old. Let's bring him on third down to rush yeah. the passer. He mm-hmm. is. He's a full blown player right now, and he'll probably end up being our starter going forward. So is he going to be playing linebacker? Is he'll, that his thing? He'll play DN for us. Okay, I mean, he, that's what I thought. Yeah, he's done DN at Baltimore. They did a couple scheme flips every now and then, so he he's been a DN before. But for the Cardinals, he was playing outside linebacker. But he'll he'll take over that Okafor and that Ogba spot, and he'll probably start a majority of of the the reps going forward. I wouldn't be surprised if the Chiefs limited him a little bit and mixed in Passanio and him and maybe got his snaps down to like a 60% rage to keep him fresh, being older and long mm-hmm. season. But it looks like he's going to be a real big contributor for the defense. That'd be nice. You know, it's like, it, it was tough to watch Ogba and uh, Okafer. Okafer go because they were both having, you know, like you said, like decent years. Yeah. But they were just contributing. And, you know, you're afraid that, well, now we're so far down the depth chart. Is the next guy actually going to contribute? Yes. And and even then, is the next guy going to be able to handle full workload because he's yeah. been a backup and mm-hmm. now we have no depth there. Uh, another thing to consider really with, with the Sug signing is he is, you know, uh, a seasoned guy. He's a vo- He's been a vocal guy in the locker room. He brings that Super Bowl toughness, that experience. And he was just playing for the Cardinals, who have, you know, a pretty bottom barrel defense. And we've been talking about the Chiefs, you know, revitalization. They're a top five pass defense still. And so when you go from that team where the Cardinals have some good play, like uh, Chandler Jones over there, he's a good oh, yeah. pass rusher for them. Beast. But when you come to the Chiefs and you have Frank Clark and Chris Jones, and then you have the secondary behind you, that gives a few extra seconds, mm-hmm. or not not extra seconds, extra milliseconds to get mm-hmm. home that you that you don't have on a really bad defense. It's playing from yeah you know behind most good of the time. point so maybe you know the the numbers go up just a little bit for, as far as pressures go with Terrell Suggs we'll, we'll see I think I mean it's something we had to do with being so short at the end yep so I hope he might play this week uh, he's second on the depth chart right now behind Passanio. I doubt he starts just because he's been 
you know, just getting in. He he has some familiarity with the system because Spagnola was a senior defensive assistant for Baltimore at one point. So that's there's a little connection there. Hopefully he can there's a little carryover, but we'll see if he if he has any impact this week against the Bears. And uh that's a game I'm really looking forward to and we'll we'll get all into that, but uh first we'll have a little preview for you. Thank you for tuning back into the NFL edition of Deal or No Deal. So, Coach Nagy, you've passed on Deshaun Watson last round, and you still feel pretty confident about your pick. Yes, we are very confident in our case. Well, we have word in from the banker Goodell, and for your case, he's going to offer you Patrick Mahomes. Deal or No Deal? After discussion with general manager Ryan Pace, we have decided to keep our case. No deal. Okay, you said no deal, so let's open that case up and look inside. Looks like you missed out on an NFL MVP quarterback, 50 touchdowns, 5,000 yards. That's a tough look. Now let's look inside and see what was in your case. Mitch Trubisky! Uh-oh, that didn't work out. Tune in again this Sunday, prime time, to watch the draft-busted Bears take on the Kansas City Chiefs. You're not ready. All right, so we got Chiefs Bears coming up, and uh, that was a game I thought was going to get flexed out because I think everyone did. And well, it should have. It really should have been flexed. Like, I don't know why it didn't. As much as I love seeing the Chiefs in prime time, that was a game that you know Bears aren't making the playoffs; they're eliminated. Nope. nope. And we still get to see it though. So hey, and it should be good TV. I mean, it should be a pretty decent game. Well, We're, it's like the the mentor versus the mentee. Oh yeah, we got some storyline there with Nagy and Nagy Manny revenge Reed. game. And then we also got the Trubisky Mahomes. Their same draft class. Trubisky was picked over Mahomes, so the Mahomes revenge game. Yeah. Ooh, Mahomes yeah. with a chip on his shoulder because the Bears passed him up. I, there's a yeah. He doesn't care. He's pretty happy that yeah, they did that. Like, but but I mean, you know, Mahomes hey, revenge game. I like that. Little extra motivation doesn't hurt. You know, they did pass him up, and that that probably does hurt a little bit. That obviously, look how talented he is, and they they told him he wasn't good enough to be that pick. So, man, that's gotta hurt Bears fans, though. Man, I mean, well. You made the one wrong decision. Or two, because they passed those to Sean Watson, too. Yeah, like, so, you mean, had you had the odds in your favor to make the right decision. Yeah, you had a 66% chance of, of getting a good quarterback. And you, <laughs> and and you, you failed. Yeah, you decided to take the guy from Carolina who... Who had 10 starts. 10 starts and a terrible completion percentage and, you, and a good good raw potential. Raw potential. Raw potential. He could really, he could really uh, spin it. And then they traded up to do it. That was the thing, you know, because they had an opportunity to just sit there and take who they wanted. Traded no, they, up a pick to yeah. get Trubisky and probably didn't even need to because it was with the Niners. They weren't going to take him. They kind of fleeced him on that one. Oh, well. I'm pretty oh, happy well. about it. <laughs> I don't think either of us are. Oh, Mitch. Uh, Mitch, though, I mean, to his credit, has been playing better football here lately. So, yeah, it's and Club Dub has been kind of back for a couple games. Kind of back, yeah. I don't know, man. This is a game that I would have been a lot scareder of last year just because of the Bears' defense. Mm-hmm. And any any time you go against an elite defense like that, it's it's kind of in the back of your head like they could shut us down because they're that good. 
But they've lost Akeem Hicks. They haven't played up to that standard this year. Roquan Smith is probably out for this game, their middle linebacker. And Well, I think it's hard for the – you know, it's like defense is an effort. Effort, effort, effort. Yes. All effort. And when you know your offense is terrible, in the back of your mind, you're like, Because last year there were – Do I really want to try? <laughs> it's cold. It's – Yeah. You know, am I going to go sell out for 60 minutes while offense just can't get a first down? And but I mean to that point when the Bears' offense is rolling, the defense does look a little more yeah, energized. They do. So, I mean, it, it's going to be interesting. Uh, the Bears have some weapons. Allen Robinson is having a fine season, great uh, season. Anthony Miller's wide receiver out of Memphis is really starting to uh, come into his own. Tariq Cohen, David Montgomery are all right. You know, running back options. They you know some talent there. Hope David Montgomery is kind of an early round pick. Hopefully, he starts showing that for the Bears. The one thing the Bears don't have going for them right now is the offensive line. It's just not not good. I mean, it's not it's not the worst well, they, in the NFL, but it's just not good right now. What they'd like to be able to do is run the ball and then rely on Mitch for a third and short or, you know, that kind of thing. And they can't run the ball. Yeah. So it's like, all right, Mitch. Go win it. Go win it. And hey, he's just like, nah. Nah, I'm not going to do that. Sorry. Yeah. In the, some games he does. I mean, he has those – that flashes. game against the Cowboys, yes, he looked good, incredible. He looked really good. And Matt Nagy wants to dial up some play calling like that. He wants to open it up a little bit, and you can tell he gets a little frustrated with Trubisky. But when Trubisky's playing well, Nagy kind of gets in a play-calling groove. The Bears' defense starts playing better. It's it's all kind of like a domino effect, and, and, mm-hmm. and it's, it centers on Mitch. But is it going to be enough to go against a Patrick Mahomes-led offense? and? That's kind of the big question because on one side, the Cowboys have had some dysfunction this year, and so have the Chiefs, but not to that level. But when you go against a game like that, this is one of those that could get out of hand for the Bears early, or they could just be in all game. It's a it's a weird one of those yeah. situations. Well, their defense is going to have to keep them in it because I don't know if we've seen enough from their offense. Like, oh, we put up 30. Are you going to put up 31? Yeah. and You know, is Mitch going to put up 31? Especially, put up 30? especially with the way our defense has been playing. Arguably better than yeah. the Bears' defense the past four weeks. But so. if, you know, if we're struggling to move the ball, which for whatever reason we've seen. Yeah, there's been lapses in the offense for sure. Um, You know, maybe they can stay in this. And it's, you know, it's bear weather. It's up there in it Chicago. Is. It is. Um, probably no snow this week. So that's. That's the thing, like. We play in all the weather. We do. We really and if you go back and look at Mahomes and his career in the weather, I mean think about the Baltimore Raven game earlier this year where it was raining. Offense didn't miss a beat. Yep. The Colts game last year in the playoffs didn't miss Cold. a beat. The New England game was freezing. They didn't miss a beat. The snow, they they just wouldn't ball out. So this team is really they have kind of a finesse quality to them, but they really don't slow down really in the elements. They're pretty much professionals. They're like both teams have to play in it. We're going to do what we usually do. And yeah, I mean, the snow game should have given this team a lot of confidence. Oh, for sure, playing and stuff like this. To be able to play. Like, that. that's – I, I kind of hate hearing that, like, when it comes to December football, if you can't run the ball, then, you know, and if you don't have a crazy good defense and you can't run the ball, then you're just going to fail. Yeah. Like, well, what if you have a generational quarterback that can just <laughs> – that could put up 340 – in the snow, I was in a snowstorm. I was getting ready to say Aaron Rodgers plays in Green Bay, and it's pretty cold up there. Yeah. And in the playoffs, they don't lean on Who's when they Who's been their, their dominant running back? Yeah, they don't have one because they Aaron rely Jones? on Aaron Rodgers to go He's and do it. He's been all right. Last year, I mean, that one year they used a wide receiver all year. Time, yeah, they converted Ty Montgomery to yeah. running back. He's still playing running back. I guess he loves it. 
But uh, looking at this game, there's just a, there's a couple different ways it could go, a couple different things that could happen. But for me, when I'm looking at a matchup, um, the Chiefs tend to have success against wide receivers, and they tend to have some breakdowns in coverage against tight ends and running backs still. They, they still struggle with linebacker coverage. And the Bears are a weird example because they do have one of the best receiving backs in the league in Tariq Cohen, but he lines up at wide receiver. So that mismatch really isn't there this week because we're just going to cover him like a wide receiver because mm-hmm. he lines up in the slot or he lines up outside. And then the Bears really have no tight end game to speak of. I mean, they just – that's not something that they can hurt us with if – I mean, they could, but it's not. It's probably not going to happen. That's not their strength. They don't really lean on it. They don't have a super talented tight end. And so the matchup offensively for the Bears is not that good because their line's not playing well, and we have a good pass rush. Our secondary shuts down receivers and struggles against running back and tight end, but they don't have that. And they have a quarterback who's prone to make mistakes and throw turnovers. Yep. So. yep. Um, one thing I'm looking for – I, you know, like th- there seems to be one player on this team that we're scared of. It seems like the only guy that I- I'm remotely scared of, and it's Khalil Mack. Yeah. And yes. so, and, and the problem with those kind of guys is they can turn the game, you know, in, in a play. He's one of the only, one of the only, not the only, like an Aaron Donald or Khalil Mack. Right. That can just win a game yeah. with some stuff that he does. I mean, that first game he played – as a bear against the Packers on that, it was prime time. Was it Thursday? Yeah, or? it was the opening game of the season. And was it the? Op- Did they get him in the off season? Oh yeah, they they traded it for him right there. It was the first game against the Packers. So prime was, time. Okay, yeah. And then I forgot that was the first game, but he won that game until Aaron Rodgers came out. Oh, from being injured. Yeah, from yeah. being quote unquote injured. Like, and then had that hilarious post game where he was talking in like a country accent oh, for some reason. I love Aaron Rodgers. So <laughs> but anyway, much. anyway, yeah. He had he won that game. I mean, he had like two forced fumbles, that, one for a touchdown. He had an interception. Yeah, he was he was everywhere. And he can take over games like that. Hopefully, he he matches up most of the night with Mitch Schwartz because Mitch has a sneaky good habit of of silencing those guys. Like J.J. Watt, like, like Von Miller. Yes, like, Frank Clark back when he was a Seahawk. He had his worst game of the year against Mitch Schwartz because Mitch is just the pro's pro at right tackle. And if there's one guy in the league at right tackle who can really stifle Matt, if, if Khalil Mack and Mitch Schwartz go in both in their A game, that's, that's kind of a tie probably. He probably gets beat once or twice for a, a sack yeah. or something yep. like that. So if, if Mitch handles his business, that even then we're, we're, we're basically equipped to shut down all the bear strengths, which is, and they don't, they're not equipped to take advantage of our weaknesses. So I really want to be super confident about this game. And I think I am, you know, there's, I, I don't see us losing this outside of some crazy, you know, miracle or something like that. And I don't want to disrespect the bears. It's just a, from a pure matchup standpoint, I don't see, how the Bears can win this game if we play a good game. Yeah, but that's the thing. We might not play good game. If we go back into that fumble-rooski, yeah. lion-esque, where every, we try to give the game away, though, that is a completely yeah. different story because yep. they, they can take advantage of that. I, I agree. Um, but the thing is, we've been playing great recently. Yes. We need to be playing great every week, keep this confidence rolling, right into the playoffs. They, they, there's always that narrative of the team that gets hot at the end of the year. 
and and I I buy into that some not not completely. I I I usually subscribe to the thought good teams are going to win. Yeah. But if we're we are a good team and we get hot, that's where it gets a little dangerous. And we're on a roll right now. We're kind of peaking at the right time, so to speak. But this is a game that we really need to just keep winning mm-hmm. by by just being a dominant yeah. first quarter to fourth quarter game. And it's also a game where we might try to get the running game going a little bit. We said that last week about Denver because of the snow. We thought we were going to run a lot. And we didn't. And we didn't. This could be that game. I don't know if we're going to see a game where we just go out and run the ball. This could be the game, though, where we use it. When we do use the run game, it's effective. Because the Bears have struggled to stop the run since Akeem Hicks has left, and now Roquan Smith is out. So they're really susceptible in that middle. And it could be a game that... On first and ten, when we run it, we might pop off a twenty yarder. You know, it's not like we're going to go out and hand off thirty times, but the running plays we do uh, could be executed well. Well, and I think it's important moving. Like we're talking about playoffs now; it's yes. playoff season. Yeah, we're getting ready for the playoffs. It's important to have a good running game. Yes. You know, what if we're up ten, start of the fourth? You know, we got to be able to run the ball. If we can run the ball, that game's over. Yes. And if we can't. You know, like you know that that makes it more challenging. And you want to be able to trust Patrick and Andy Reid in these situations, but I mean they have shown this year it's salting the game away has been our our problem, yeah. and, we, and we've tried to throw it. So being able to grind some extra clock, Darwin he looked pretty decent this week. Yeah, he got some. They're run. still not really giving him the carries that I thought they would. They're not, but they have been increasing, and he had a couple good like ten yard runs last week. Where he was, you know, a little center of gravity, power, one cut, got some yards. Yeah. That's kind of what we need. We don't need the explosive run plays. We have all the explosiveness in our passing game. We need positive run plays. Yeah. Always positive. North and south. Yes. Four yards. Those three yard losses on those, on those like, uh, stretch or, or sweeps we tried, those are Well, and those are the ones that the fans are like, why are you trying to run the ball when yes. you have Patrick Mahomes? It's like, well, we're trying to run the ball so we can get that three yards <laughs> yes. instead of lose that three yards and now set ourselves up in a much worse spot. Because as much as I love throwing the ball, you got to run sometimes. I mean, that's just yeah. how the NFL works. You have to have some semblance of a running game to to be elite, in my opinion. Yeah. Last year in the playoffs, the top five teams in rushing the football were you know the Patriots, the Chiefs, the Rams, and then it was like the Colts and the Saints. And four of those teams were in the conference championship. So yeah. the teams that could run the ball effectively were, were toward and that the top. Was, and we're seeing that now, speaking of New England, last year they could run the ball and they won the Super Bowl. That was their identity towards the yeah. end of the year. Was, and, they could, and that's all they had, apparently, because yeah. we're looking at them this year and their defense is better, probably. Uh, you than know, it was last yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's playing better than it was last year. And they don't have the run attack and they're just falling apart. And that's that. That speaks back to the the offensive line issues they're having, and we talked about just a little earlier how the Chiefs' offensive line looked really good in pass protection, and it might be that mo- that moment where they're starting to gel a little bit. There, they all were injured just across the board. We had injuries at almost every position at one point or another, where guys were missing multiple games, and the offensive line is, you know, five guys communicating with each other constantly. And so when you get more reps together and you start the gel, the quote, you know, gelling. The gelling. The gelling is like a real thing on the offensive line because when a receiver misses three games, he comes back, he runs the same routes. 
when you come back as an offensive lineman, you got a different guy calling protection and you got different assignments that the guy next to you hasn't really been involved in. So you have to communicate. It's just a ton of communication every play. And now that they they're getting all those snaps together, they're starting to look better. And going forward, that is going to be huge in the playoffs. Because like you said, Patriots, they look like they can't run the ball, they can't throw the ball. That's because their offensive line is in shambles. Yep. Those games we were losing, the the Colts and the Texans game, Eric Fisher was out, Wiley was banged up. Our offensive line was kind of being susceptible to those things. So it, there's a correlation there that, that I think in the playoffs we can really take advantage of. Yeah. I would really like to see us have a good running game. I would too, just once. Just yeah. see that we can do it just, if we yeah. need to. Uh, have that in our back pocket. So how do you see this game going? They just, I uh, like you said, I have this air of confidence. It's also prime time, Mahomes too. It is prime time, Mahomes. It's gonna be a fun game, I think. Yeah, I think we're gonna beat them pretty pretty well. I hope we go white on white. I really do. That would be sick. A little white on white prime time action. That'd be like awesome. Like we did against you know the Rams last year. I want to see it. Uh, my, uh, people like to point out Mahomes' record in prime time. Not but, great. But his performance in prime time thing, is yeah. great. So yeah. we'll, we'll see how that goes. Coin flips. A lot of those. A lot of know. Oh, yeah. The Seattle game, 31-38 to 38 last year. The Patriot game, we lost that over was the last a, second field goal. That was the tough. Bronco game, we stormed back at the end. We won. The Rams game, we put up 50. And, like, he plays well in prime time. He is under the lights. He shows out. It's yeah. just we lost a lot of those games. Nothing to do with Patrick. So. Yeah. So we get primetime Mahomes this week, coming fresh off a 340 snow game. I, I, I don't see us losing. We're playing really good football right now, really good really defensive good. football. All of a sudden, football. we're back in the news. Everyone, in, everyone's like, wait. This Chiefs team this might Chiefs be pretty team, yeah. good. You know? And I, I love I, – I, like, pay attention. You know, like, we're just bitter Chiefs fans. Yes. Like, every, every time someone says something bad about the Chiefs, we're just like, you don't mean that. Or yeah, you, you don't even know. What you're you don't know what about. you're talking about. You don't even watch football. You don't even. You don't. You don't know what we do. How good we are. But and, like, it's so funny. They're all like, and I've I've never said anything bad about the Chiefs this year because I just know that I'm like, wait, like yeah, well, I think I could pull up a video from about four weeks ago, fresh <laughs> off a Tennessee loss. Yes, and you were trashing the Chiefs. And yeah, and, it, and we are starting to creep back up in the conversation a little bit. People are remembering that this team has a good chance of being dominant when they play anybody yeah, so like oh wait we have the, the mvp the reigning mvp at quarterback and if we went out we have the same record as we did last year so yes. what's changed we have a better defense we played a harder schedule this year we played a harder schedule a much harder we played one of the top five hardest schedules in the league and we might go with the same record that should point to everyone that this team is better than last year's team and i think a healthy this year's team is better than last year's team I think so too, and 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 we'll see how that really gels. Uh, I see us winning this. I wanted to go forties for my score prediction, but I didn't. I stopped at thirty-five to seventeen. Thirty-five seventeen. Thirty-five seventeen. Chiefs. That's a good one. That that's that's just how it. That's not a. Have you seen Waterboy? Ain't no guess. That's how it's gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the score this week. Book it. Thirty-five seventeen. Put it in the stone. Chiefs, I, uh, Chiefs I, by sixty. I want to do something wild. Do it. I want to go. Burger. Ooh, 50 burger. Uh, I don't think that's how it's going to go, though. That's yeah, the thing. I don't, I don't think it's going to. The the thing is to get a 50 burger, you got to play a competitive team. Yes. Because you got to keep your foot on the gas. Or Andy Reid's got to make the conscious decision to whip Matt Nagy. Yeah. That, that's, Ooh, the, that's the two things you could do. do. He could be like, hey, Matt, watch what I can do. And just, I'm going to say 
42. Two? I like 42. It's a great number. 40 to 2? No, 42. No. Ooh. 42, 13. 13, just one off of me. A touchdown, two field goals for the a Bears. A touchdown, two no, field no, goals. No, 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 no. Two touchdowns, kicker misses it. That's Bears football. That is Bears That's football. That's Bears football. Yeah. Um, they have to have a missed kick. So. And the last one comes in garbage time. Garbage time? Okay. Hopefully not to David Montgomery because I'm playing against him in fantasy. This that, week. We got a – yeah, Brett made our championship against my roommate, David. Uh, David – had a huge comeback. He had 31 points from Michael Thomas. To He was down 14 going into that game. And then the guy who's playing had Zach Pascal. And so it, it set up a pretty good matchup this week. Brett, Sorry, Quinn. Yeah, Quinn in studio right now is over there shaking his head at me because yeah, he was uh, the unfortunate loser of that. I can't say much, though. Uh, my record in that league is uh, bottom, less than desirable. So we're not going to get into that. But Brett... Good luck for your fantasy championship. Hopefully, David Montgomery gets just shut down by this Chiefs defense, and you can you can ride well, that. Well, I'm starting Chiefs defense. Ooh, that is risky because you could get eaten up by that, or you could win. No, that. they're only going to score 13. That's what I'm saying, you know. But if and the Chiefs are going to have, I think we're going to have a defensive touchdown this week. I can nope. feel it. Let's take it back. We've had too many defensive Return. touchdowns. Return touchdown. Return because it is the Dave Tobe revenge game against the Bears. Everyone's got a it's the revenge game. game. Dave Tobe, he was the you know the Devin Hester prime Bears special teams coach. I forgot about that. Oh yeah, return touchdown easy this week. Book it. It's down. a clean turf revenge game. Yeah. McCole Hardman's first career return touchdown in the NFL. He's getting him. He's getting him one. Dave Tobe revenge on a, okay, game. Okay, on a kickoff or on a punt. A punt return. Okay. We're gonna pin him deep one time. They're gonna get no yards. He's gonna catch one at the fifty, and he's gonna zoom, put the Jets on. Zoom, zoom. The highlight's gonna be everywhere. That's gonna be our thirty-fifth point. It's gonna be the last it's one. Be like the Jet has taken the off. Jet has taken off. Yes, sir. The Dave Dave Tober revenge game. I'm ready for it. But I mean, I think that's all we got for you guys this week. Uh, hopefully, we're talking about another Chiefs win. These these podcasts are so much more fun to do off off of wins when we're playing like this. Uh, you can find us everywhere where, where you get your podcast, Apple, uh, Spreaker is our main one, uh, Google. If you get on Apple or Google Play, leave us a review, leave us a comment, tell us what you like about it. Uh, that's all we got for you this week, and uh, we hope you guys have a good one.